Hello, shalom, and welcome to another episode of Community Relations Corner, where we discuss issues of concern to New York's Jewish community and our friends and partners all over the city. I'm your host, Michael Miller, the Executive Vice President and CEO of the JCRC, the Jewish Community Relations Council. And on each episode of Community Relations Corner, we have been joined by guests representing the political, religious, economic, and diverse community leadership in New York, many of whom I've had the honor and pleasure of getting to know during the course of my tenure here at JCRC. And together we've discussed current events impacting on New York's Jewish community and its neighbors, as well as the state of our city, the state of our state, and the state of the world, state of the nation, of course. Uh, but today is unique. <laughs> today is unique. Today uh, we're talking to the other side of, of, the, of the world. Um, we are talking directly to the city of Jerusalem, the capital of the state of Israel, and to Her Excellency, Ines Demiri, who is the Chargé d'Affaires of Kosovo in Israel. And I have a, just a warm, warm, warm welcome for uh, Ines, uh, greeting, shalom. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mr. Miller, Persian uh, and shalom from Jerusalem. Thank you. Uh, please call me Michael moving forward, okay? Uh, uh, I'll call you Ines and you can call me Michael. Uh, okay. because we've, known, we've known each other for a long time as we'll talk about during the course of our conversation. Uh, for those who are unaware of uh, how long that Ines and I have, have known each other. Okay, so let's first talk about Kosovo. Most people don't even know exactly where, where it is on the map, uh, but um, maybe you could describe that as well. But your personal story, can you share with our, our viewing audience a little bit about Kosovo and its struggle for independence? And of course, a little about yourself, your personal story. Yes, sure. Thank you, Michael, once again. Uh, so, sharing the Kosovo struggle for independence, uh, there is too much to say. There is too much history in the Balkans, uh, goes the common saying, but this is absolutely not the place to go into the historical aspects in details. But just two decades ago, uh, Serbian military, paramilitary forces uh, under Milosevic were, were killing and burning Kosovo. So this was the fourth war that uh, Serbia has conducted, uh, creating the, the causing the total dissolution of, uh, of Yugoslavia. The target of Milosevic was uh, to ethnically uh, clean Kosovo from, from Albanian population. International community tried a lot. They did uh, their most to, to try to convince Milosevic to stop. But when it felt uh, so the NATO and its allies uh, started a bombing uh, Serbian military for 78 days, which caused the stop of, uh, of the war. But from this, Kosovo, we had a Kosovo, uh, we, we had to build our country from, from scratch, uh, following from a very unjust war that left more than 30,000 people died. Uh, 1,133 were children. And we still have uh, missing persons and 20,000 were raped. So uh, the infrastructure was burnt and everything. So we, we, we take it from there. But uh, thanks to the American and European uh, Jewish diaspora, we were advocating uh, from the first day, we were able to gain our freedom and independence without also, I would say, 
I would add, uh, or Albanian community di diaspora that we have also in US, uh, very a great one. They also, they were advocating for so many times uh, by lobbying uh, at the highest intensities in Senate and uh, uh, Congress, and they, they, they did their most to, to, to stop this. So uh, this is the way how we get our freedom and independence. Right, and, and so how did that impact on, on, on you? And I will share with our viewers now something that they likely are not aware of, is that Ines is, is Jewish. Um, and we're gonna talk about her family uh, in, in a few minutes, but uh, how, how did the, the war impact on, on you uh, growing up um, in, in Kosovo? Uh, the war affected every single person, regardless of religion uh, that we had as Albanians there. Uh, it affected in the sense uh, one part of my life I lived in Paris uh, due to my father's work who was the who used to be the last Albanian diplomat uh, in Paris. He was the head of the Chamber of Commerce and Industry representing at that time the ex Yugoslavia and I had my education and we lived there so we uh, I followed my education in Istanbul again in a French language and it was the time that uh, also my father like equally with all the other Albanians were fired from their jobs so he lost his job but I, I continue my, my, my education and I come back to, to Kosovo after nine years, which was exactly at the time before a year, the war started in Kosovo. So we were there, we were present at the war. And uh, this is very personal history, uh, story of myself. Uh, yeah. I had my first daughter in the middle of war that this is something that uh, I would never imagine that uh, this can happen. Uh, at this century, but uh, my, my daughter was born in the middle of bombing. So this is another experience that I faced uh, at this time, uh, seeing uh, it was even difficult to go to the hospital and seeing uh, the, the images of people there will never go out of my mind. So this is very, it wasn't easy. Wow, I'm, it certainly sounds how, how difficult. That was, I can only imagine. Uh, but um, you served here in New York um, as the first secretary to the Consul General of Kosovo, and that's how we, we got to meet each other. Um, and also you got to meet our Chief Operating Officer and Director of International Affairs, uh, Noam uh, Gilbord, who's producing this uh, program for us. So uh, here, here in New York, as you well know, we have the world's largest Jewish uh, community with over a million members of the Jewish faith. Um, you told me once that uh, the, the Kosovar Jewish community had uh, about 70 people and that your father was the head of the community. Can you share a bit about your experience as being part of a tiny Jewish minority in a Muslim majority country? Um, like what's the relationship between Kosovo and its Jewish population? Uh, the Jew yes, the Jewish community in Kosovo, it's a very small one, but actually we all have uh, in the region very small Jewish communities because, first of all, of the big loss that we have in entire Yugoslavia of the Jewish community that was more, almost 80,000. And then because of the, the Holocaust time, we, we had a lot of loss and many of the survivors, including our family members, uh, 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 moved to Israel. So, 
and then with the dissolution of Yugoslavia, we have this, uh, uh, all these countries uh, with uh, the small, very small communities. The Jewish community actually, one part of the Jewish community members left uh, Kosovo during the war time, which was an initiative that uh, there was a special uh, uh, team that came for gathering uh, the Jewish community from Kosovo during the war. We were enabled, we, were, uh, we, were we, we are living in the city of Prizren, which is one hour from the capital and my personal situation so made my family to stay, uh, to not leave the, the country. Uh, immediately after the war, uh, JDC came to Kosovo as a humanitarian oh. international organization. Hmm. Uh, there were many international organizations, but JDC was one of them. And they did an amazing work uh, by uh, renovating more than 30 schools in Kosovo immediately during after the war, and including uh, some mosques. So besides that, they also helped us to revitalize the Jewish community. And uh, we, we took it from there and we started to, to, to build a community, to start, uh, uh, to start everything uh, once again from the scratch. Um, we have, uh, we worked a lot and we still work, work uh, with, uh, with the government of the Kosovo. Uh, in general, that we have an excellent uh, relations with the government, regardless of the political party that is, uh, that is at the power um, during uh, these uh, uh, two decades. And uh, we, were, we succeed actually, first of all, to, to, to make the inauguration of a memorial plaque in the honor of the Jews that lost their lives during Holocaust, uh, which, is in the, which is situated in the yard of the parliament of Kosovo. And it oh. was a exact place where the last synagogue stood, which was destroyed on, uh, on uh, 1963 by the communist regime. Oh. Uh, the Jewish community had, uh, besides the two synagogues, they had, uh, we had uh, the yeshiva and also the Jewish municipality that it's not anymore. Uh, we, we don't have uh, since, since, uh, since uh, the Second World War. So we are trying to, 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 we are trying to, to gather all of this. To, to, we are in, uh, in a constant communication. And we also succeed uh, that I was part of the, of the uh, initiative of the OSCE, which is based in, uh, in Kosovo, that they gathered all the religious communities and together with them, uh, we included Judaism on the law and freedom of religion, which is part of the law, which is uh, which is mm -hmm. equally with all the religious communities in uh, religions in Kosovo. So we, I, I, I worked for that for four years, mm -hmm. all together with the, with the, all the other religious leaders. Uh, we included that, and uh, we 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 also made like. Uh, each year uh, we are we are organizing the remembrance day of holocaust mm. which became a part of the the everybody is organizing universities are organizing the jewish community is organizing uh, and, but also it was a big initiative that my father for a long time he was uh, trying to get it was uh, that we have uh, that jewish community has a building on itself since mm. uh, it was the only left without anything. And for Kosovo, it was very difficult to, to, to give something and where to give it because uh, there is lo no law restitution. And uh, unfortunately during the war, the archives of the Jewish community were, were, were taken to, to Belgrade. Really? So 
know any this was another thing that my 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 father worked a lot on that to get back that he he couldn't and uh, so but uh, still the government of kosovo showed a big maturity and uh, they decided they gave a building which is now in the ownership of the jewish community and that we are going to hopefully this year we are going to start with a renovation and have a synagogue both jewish cultural center so we are trying to make it very multifunctional in all aspects since it will be the first so is but, there is there anti-semitism in kosovo and what's the kosovo government doing about it if there is i i cannot say that uh, they are uh, the Albanian people, the Kosovars, are, they were never anti-Semitic, but we had uh, two incidents, one incident which was on 2011. Uh, the, the Jewish cemetery was vandalized, which came immediately after the reactions of uh, the government took in charge to see what happened, and which also made uh, that our former president at that time, Matipete Yahyaga and uh, the Honorable Hillary Clinton, made an agreement on the preservation of the Jewish, uh, of the uh, cultural heritage in, in Kosovo. The second thing, it, uh, it was uh, the selling of uh, books, anti-Semitic books in the, uh -huh. in the middle of uh, Pristina, which we, I can say we can easily see this kind of books in the most democratic uh, countries in the world. But our former president also, uh, Thaci, immediately banned the selling mm -hmm. and took off all the books selling uh, selling books on anti-semitic uh, this was all but otherwise they are very positive they are very respectful uh, in general and especially to to jewish issues they pay a lot of attention and so, there, there's mm -hmm. passover is, is about to come upon us uh, pesach um, mm -hmm. are, are holiday observances followed uh, in, in Kosovo? Uh, do people feel free to, to celebrate Jewish holidays? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this pandemic time during the last year and this year also made impossible a lot of gatherings. But I can assure you that uh, even we were having different kinds of groups, people, groups from Israel, from US coming to Kosovo and wanting to celebrate uh, the Jewish holidays to go together. Really? It was all. Uh, it was all in the media because it's very important for Kosovo to share all of this. So yes. there was no problem besides the fact that uh, the last year and this year, because of the pandemic, uh, uh, they are much mostly celebrated in uh, in family. Well, it, it's it's just uh, utterly meaningful to see you sitting splitting between the Israeli flag over your right shoulder and the Kosovo flag <laughs> over, over your left shoulder. Um, I know that you're one who truly loves and cares for Israel. Uh, how, how are Israel and Zionism viewed in Kosovo? Um, this is something that I, that I tell to everyone. Um, uh, Kosovars are really openly, openly admire Israel mm. and Jews, and they never hide it, and even they post on that. And it was amazing uh, when I when I came here and when I made the opening of the the embassy, I got endless of calls and SMSs that I even didn't answer to all of them, and I feel bad because it is the fourth day that I am at the office, and uh, I I want to share one of them which was for me very very touching yeah, please, and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> one of them was saying, "Please, ambassador, do not open one."
well, just opened yeah. two embassies in Jerusalem, <laughs> and we are looking forward to be in cooperation. So this was really something that uh, that was uh, all of these messages was really touching. Uh, and I, we have a brilliant young generation who are looking forward to cooperation to cooperate with Israel. So, all right, uh, well, let's let's take you back to, to New York for a, a few moments before we go back to uh, to Israel. Um, and you were the first secretary, as I mentioned, to the Consul General here in New York. Uh, how did you come to that position, and what were some of the proudest accomplishments? Uh, that you achieved working uh, in New York, since the vast majority of our viewers are from the New York area. Uh, actually, I, um, I started to work for the foreign ministry eight, nine years ago. And when I was hired, I was first hired to work for the cabinet of the, the foreign minister at that time. And I was hired specifically to work on this, uh, on this issue, Kosovo-Israel relations. And uh, we did quite a good job. And uh, it, this was not uh, only a job, but this was very, very important for me uh, uh, for the trust that they had on me. Uh, so uh, I started from there. And then after that, I became a, a, an official in, at the foreign ministry that I worked for two years for a department that I covered Turkey, Serbia, and Macedonia. And uh, after four years, so I was appointed to be to be in uh, in New York, which was the the choice of the foreign minister. And I, frankly speaking, I was seeing myself in in Paris because of the, the my background. And right. uh, but he was a, it was this choice that uh, of course I accept. And he was uh, saying that it is the place that you can advocate about Kosovo-Israel relations. So. Uh, I came there, I was in New York uh, as a first secretary and um, knowing our limitations, we are not member of UN, a lot, I was covering the Middle East states where I have the expertise. And I also was covering one part of the uh, African countries where they are uh, speaking in French languages. So, uh, but again, my main target was, was, was Kosovo and Israel. So where I found the platform, it was the Jewish organizations in, in New York. There was no yeah. any other, other place. So I, my first meeting with the Jewish organizations was you, Michael, and Noam. So I, <laughs> I still remember my first meeting, which was immediately after one month that I arrived to, to, to I remember you coming up to the office. <laughs> yes. Uh, I even still didn't know New York, so it was, you know, uh, everything new, uh, new start, and uh, so I never, uh, never forget this, and I really, I'm very thankful of your support since the first day to Kosovo. Uh, my, my pleasure. Uh, so, uh, speaking about New York, did you have a favorite location in New York, uh, favorite spot, and there's a favorite kosher restaurant, maybe? <laughs> Yes, I uh, actually I was mostly uh, to the to my Jewish friends and to everybody. I was trying to introduce the the, the Albanian kitchen, the Kosovo kitchen. We have a quite uh -huh. a, you know a lot of restaurants. Yeah. And but also there is no place in New York that I that I didn't like. Of course that uh, I was, I mean uh, for leisure, uh, Bryant Park and Central Park were my my favorites. <laughs> but also I had uh, I, I was going to Mike's. Bistro and also the hummus kitchen was my favorite that I was going sometimes. A lot of things, a lot of a lot to tell about New York. So yeah, New York is a very uh, incredible place. Um, 
let's let's talk about U.S. Kosovo relations. Uh, I remember when you were stationed in, in New York over the last few years, you asked us to help reach out to um, Congress, then Congressman Elliot Engel. Uh, and Congressman Engel, uh, for context, had pushed hard for former President Clinton to intervene in the late 1990s against the Serbian ethnic cleansing of Kosovars that you spoke of. In fact, Kosovo was even honored by Congressman Engel by putting him on an official Kosovo stamp. Uh, can you share some insights uh, with regard to the relationship between the United States and Kosovo uh, on what mutual interests or values is this relationship based? Uh, first of all, the contribution of the Congressman Elliot Engel is, uh, is huge. He has a contribution on Kosovo issues for more than um, three decades, I can say. He was, he was very, very into the Albanian community in, uh, in New York. So, and he's, I can say he is the champion of on advocating for many years for the independence of Kosovo. And he's still continuing advocating for Kosovo for justice because we have a lot of families still asking for justice. So still are things not undone. But uh, coming to the Kosovo-US relations are very special. And U.S. is our eternal ally. Thanks to U.S., we got our freedom and independence. And uh, we are the most pro-American country nation in the world. You, uh, I'm sure I, uh, you will have an opportunity. We will be inviting you to for visiting Kosovo. And you will see that in our, uh, in our capital, Pristina, we have bulwarks named after the president, Bill Clinton. Really? After, yes, uh, the president, George Bush. And the street named after Bob Dole, we have uh, 11 foot tall uh, statue of uh, Bill Clinton. And we even dedicated a bulwark after the name of uh, the late Bob Biden, uh, the son of the president, Joe Biden. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. the US, yes, this is all. And as you know, also we have the Congressman Elliot Engel, which is featured in our stamp. Uh, the stamp. So, and also he has also, there are some signs in, in Kosovo on, on his name. So the U.S. support to Kosovo, it was always bipartisan. It's a very special one. Yeah, well, the relationship with the United States is special and the relationship <laughs> with the state of Israel, uh, mm -hmm. maybe even, even more special. I, I just want to share with our audience a quote from your, your father in 2019. He said, both Kosovo and Israel are young nations and both are surrounded by, hostile, by a hostile environment. But both managed to overcome these challenges thanks to strong friends like the United States. I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time before Israel recognizes us. And that's what your dad said in 2019, fast forward two years, and you, his daughter, uh, you are now Kosovo's first ever, you're a charge d'affaires, but in essence, you're the ambassador of Kosovo uh, to Israel. And in that role, uh, you officially opened the Kosovo embassy uh, in Jerusalem, the third foreign embassy in Jerusalem after the United States and, and Guatemala. Uh, what does it feel like to be a, um, a diplomat in Jerusalem where so many of your uh, counterparts are, are in Tel Aviv, and have, have you had any relationship directly embassy to embassy between your embassy and the U.S. embassy? Um, yes, first of all, with the quoting of my father, he re, he's very now fulfilled, he's 70 years, 75 years old, and he's fulfilled now 
with this achievement that he was also advocating for, for such a long time. This is historic for himself. And he was uh, at the day of the signing of the agreement on establishing the diplomatic relation, he felt very emotional and he was missing his, his mother who couldn't see uh, this, this, uh, this historic moment. Uh, being based in uh, Jerusalem, this is uh, this the Republic of Kosovo and Israel has agreed on establishing diplomatic relations based on the agreement of the 4th of September in Washington, D.C. Uh, under the U.S. leadership. And uh, so this was a decision already taken on 4th of September and Kosovo was very much dedicated to respect uh, Israel and to open the, the embassy here. Um, Michael, listen, we are uh, challenges. We are living in challenging time. We are yeah. every day is challenging, not only on this subject, but in every kind of subject. But uh, I, one thing is sure that uh, Kosovo, Kosovo people were very, very happy with this, with this achievement. And we are only looking on how we can deepen now our relations with, uh, with Israel. Yeah, well, from what I understand um, that between 99 and uh, 89 and 99 for, for uh, or 98 and 99, I believe, uh, there, there were uh, um, humanitarian aid, uh, there was humanitarian aid that was provided by the Israeli government uh, to Kosovo. But since then, have there been behind the scenes uh, diplomacy between Israel and Kosovo? Yes, Israel during the war time accepted received the refugees from from uh, from Kosovo and the people of Kosovo these refugees still talk about uh, the Jewish hospitality that they received at that time. Uh, on the other side, uh, the relationship with uh, between Israel and Kosovo we, we we actually started from from '99 from the, since we got the independence. And I, I want to let you know that uh, when I was, when I started my work and when I wanted to do this, uh, connecting this people to people from the foreign ministry, uh, we had communication all the time with Israel. We had, uh, we also, we have been in, even that we didn't, uh, uh, we didn't have the establishment of the diplomatic relations, we were inside the foreign ministry. We were mm. conducting meetings really? with with the uh, Israeli officials. On 2015, we had Israeli officials coming to the, to the foreign ministry. We had meetings with them. Before this, we, I personally organized, organized two or three uh, official visits to Israel. So it was really special on its kind. We didn't have this recognition, but we were perfectly communicating and talking all the time, trying to at least to be in touch. Uh, we were not able to do big things, but still we were all the time in, in communication without any problem. That this, this situation is not possible with other countries that we don't have diplomatic relations, but with Israel it was possible. So yes, behind the scenes we were meeting each other and we were also making it public. Yeah, and what about uh, above the scenes now? Um, uh, Israel, of course, is known as a startup nation. Um, and uh, the role that it plays in, in high tech uh, is the envy of the world. Um, uh, and in addition to that, they have provided humanitarian aid through the, the Mashav program. 
um, at the foreign ministry. Are, are those programs and is that achievement that Israel has um, uh, arrived at with regard to high tech, are, are those uh, partnerships with uh, Kosovo, um, is there potential there for Israel's know-how to be uh, shared with Kosovo, with Kosovars? Yes, during the, on 1st of February, when we cite the establishment of the diplomatic relations, we also, between the two foreign ministers, we also, they also signed two agreements, which one of them was with Bashar, and the oh. second was on another agreement on political consultation. So uh, this is the very, the start for us to, 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 to cooperate with, with Israel. And my, my also my main goal is to transform this uh, old friendship of two nations to a concrete partnership between the two, two nations. And uh, the main fields in the main field will be economy and the main topics fields will be IT, high tech industry, agriculture, right. health, um, culture, education and Tourism is a big potential. We mm. have a very historical and very interesting uh, country for visiting. So in, in all other fields that we are going to identify uh, from now. So this is, uh, I, on most of them, Israel is an expert on all of these fields. And Kosovo has a lot to offer to Israel on these fields also. So I'm sure that we will, we will succeed in many of these things. We, Kosovo will learn from the expertise of Israel. And on the other side, uh, Kosovars are going to, to give uh, <clears throat> the best they have. And I do believe on the young generations. I do believe on, on, on my country. And they are looking forward to share their ideas. They, they want to new platforms, just some new possibilities to them uh, for, for cooperating. Uh, Israel is a country of uh, 10 million people, approximately. What, what's the size of, of Kosovo? How many people reside there? Almost 2 million. We have almost 2 million people. We, have, we are a country, uh, we, ha we have different uh, ethnicity in, in Kosovo. We have uh, Turks, we have Bosniaks, we have Serbs, we have Roma people. So we, we have people from different uh, religions as well. We, in Kosovo, you can easily start in the city, actually, where I live, you can easily start your conversation with one language and you end up yourself <laughs> with another language. So it's so multi-ethnic and multicultural and we are so into each other. So it will be an interesting country also for, for Israel to discover more, to cooperate more. Well, let's go back to, to diplomacy. The United States played a major role in brokering the Abraham Accords, as we all know and bringing peace between uh, the Arab Muslim world and Israel. Uh, what role did the United States play in urging Israel to recognize Kosovo and vice versa? What do you think were the barriers that Israel faced in recognizing Kosovo's independence? First of all, the Abraham Accords that we congratulated, that was really a big achievement for, for yes. Middle East Israel and the entire region. This was amazing. Uh, U.S. also helped us to get this uh, recognition without any doubt. And uh, so uh, what was the main reason? It, it took Israel uh, 11, 12 years to, to decide to recognize Kosovo. Uh, at the first front, uh, the, the reason was uh, because of the Palestinian issue, how they were, they were saying. 
but uh, I think uh, another reason was mostly because uh, Israel had good relations also with uh, Serbia. Uh-huh. And um, what are the diplomatic challenges with all of that uh, in opening the embassy in, in, in Jerusalem? Was there any hesitation uh, to open it in Jerusalem? Uh, again, you're one of, of three embassies uh, from all the nations around the world uh, to, to open it in Jerusalem. What was the thinking there uh, as to the decision to uh, open in Israel's capital as opposed to uh, in Tel Aviv? This was, uh, as I told you, uh, Michael, this was a decision, an agreement that was signed on 4th of September uh -huh. in, in U.S. And uh, Kosovo was very much dedicated to, to open it uh, where they promised to open, where they, it was decided to open. And uh, as I said, challenges are every day, every single day on every, every single topic. Uh, even before that, uh, two or three years ago, our uh, former president openly said, if Israel recognizes us, we will open it in Jerusalem. Right. So right. we are taking from there and we are only thinking now uh, how we are going to work, how we are going to cooperate to really have some concrete of this cooperation. This is the most important for us. Yeah, well, it's very important for us in, in, in the Jewish world. Um, and I, I, well, I have, I, I, what, excuse me? Yeah, it was actually, I had the ceremony on Monday with the Israeli officials from MFA. And I really, I'm thankful from their warm, warm welcoming to, to Kosovo right. here. It was yeah. amazing. M M MFA is a Ministry of Foreign Affairs for those who don't know the acronym. Um, and the fact that the Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, has such a warm relationship with uh, the, the Kosovar uh, embassy is, is very heartwarming to all of us. And I think in, in, in great part is a tribute to, to you, Ines, for all that, that you have done uh, to bring you and your family, your father, uh, to bring this uh, to a point of reality. Um, so what do, now, now that you are in the position that you are, what do you hope to achieve um, as uh, the first Georges d'Affaires, but again, in essence, the ambassador of Kosovo to Israel. What, what are your goals uh, in the position that you now occupy? The, uh, how I said, Michael, so the main goal, of course, and since the first day, there is an amazing interest from the Israeli side that I, 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 I told you this is the fourth day and I'm uh, getting endless calls and interest on how we can co how they can cooperate with uh, with Kosovo. They want to know about Kosovo more, and they want to visit Kosovo and to check the possibility. So, uh, as I said, I this we are now opening a new chapter with Israel, and we already had this old friendship with uh, between Kosovo and and the Jewish population in Israel. So the main goal is the 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 economy. Uh, that we we I, I uh, the the topics that uh, and the fees that I am going to work on mostly it will be IT it will be mm -hmm. uh, high tech industry agriculture health education in all of these fields I'm going to do my best to bring to Kosovo and uh, on the other side Kosovo is ready to share also what they can offer to Israel and they have a lot. Uh, I told you that we have a young uh, uh, population, young generation, yeah. 
are that are under the between the 25 and 45 uh, uh, years old that are eager to show also themselves uh, uh, in Israel and to start with a concrete relationship uh, for and to see the different opportunities that they can do uh, together. So this is the main main thing that uh, I'm going to work. But also there are other different topics. We have a different kind of Jewish organizations here, very interesting ones. Uh, some others, it will be with uh, Yad Vashem. We have mm -hmm. still people, Albanians, uh, that they want their name to be recognized by, by, by Yad Vashem. Yeah. Uh, they have the, the, the documentation and everything needed, their archive on how they help, how they save the Jews. Right. So it will another kind of cooperation that uh, I intend to, to work. And uh, by the time we will identify, I'm sure uh, many others, Israel, it's a really amazing place to take the expertise and to bring uh, to bring uh, to Kosovo. Uh, I, I so much look forward to being able to travel to Israel, which we can't right now as uh, non-Israelis, um, and visiting you uh, in the Kosovar embassy in, in Jerusalem. Um, it, it is just, just an incredible feeling uh, to, to see you sitting uh, in that embassy. And as I said, between, between those two flags for everything that you had hoped for and, and worked for in your diplomatic career, uh, so, uh, Your Excellency, uh, Ines uh, Demiri, thank you so much for joining us on Community Relations Corner. And I'd like to invite you to share just uh, a few final words with us, a few final thoughts uh, before we part company. Michael, I really thank you for giving me this opportunity. You don't know how much I miss to be in touch with, uh, with all of you, with you, with all the Jewish organizations in New York that I used to work, and there are many. <laughs> uh, with World Jewish Congress and AGC, I already met them here, all of them. So thank you once again for your endless support, uh, Michael, from the first day that I was uh, in, that I start my career in New York. And today you are still supporting us. Thank you so much. And you're, you're welcome. I have to share the, the thanks with my colleague, uh, Noam, who's been working uh, so hard on the Israel International Affairs um, agenda and is also a, a close and warm friend of, of Ines. Um, we're shepping nachas <laughs> that you are uh, where you are. And uh, we thank you so much for spending so much uh, time with us. Uh, it's already evening uh, in, in Israel and uh, you took the time to, to, to have this conversation and to enlighten all of us as to your own personal experiences, as well as uh, the, the diplomatic presence of a, a newish country uh, in the, the state of Israel um, that has been warmly, warmly welcomed. Uh, so on, on behalf of everyone uh, viewing, on behalf of the JCRC, I truly wanna thank you. The Chargé d'Affaires of Kosovo in Jerusalem, Ines Demiri. Thank you to our viewers for watching us, for joining us, and look forward to seeing you again next week on Community Relations Corner. Shalom, goodbye, Shalom. and if I don't see you before Bye. Passover, happy Passover to all. Ines? All of you, thank you so much. Shalom, and here it's already night, Laila Tov. Laila Tov. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.